Welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to providing effective marketing strategies for dentists, independent physicians, and multi-location medical practices. Far too many doctors struggle to establish their brand online and consistently increase their new patient appointments. Join Lamar Hull of MedRank Interactive as he interviews marketers, doctors, and healthcare professionals who share proven healthcare marketing secrets. everyone. Um, excited about this episode. Uh, thanks for joining the Healthcare Digital Marketing Podcast. I have Dr. Phelps here, and we're going to jump into really some, some great insights on just how to increase profitability, especially in the dental space. Um, Dr. Phelps has a lot of experience, not just only being a, a dentist himself, but being an entrepreneur. I think you and I met at a dental event, and then we saw the synergy connected from, from that point. And then also, I mean, you have a lot going on. I think you have what a, a bestseller book on Amazon. You're running a podcast. Um, you're certified in many things, such as the Colby that you softwares that you're you're managing. I mean, you got a lot going on. So I don't know how you keep up, but uh, glad to have you on this episode to talk through a lot of those things. Before we open up into some of the main um, topics of this uh, this episode, uh, would love for you to just give some background um, of just your experiences, who you are, and where you're from. Yeah, thanks, Mark. You know, it's kind of funny. They say, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And all of kind of my product services and companies that I've developed have all come out of that need. <laughs> and yeah. uh, but, which is a good blessing and a curse all at the same time. Right. Apparently, I'm pretty yeah. needy to have to create all these things. Uh, but, you know, I graduated uh, dental school in 2003 and came to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, joined my wife's dentist, who'd been her dentist since she was uh, in high school here in town. And wow. he had a, a little small practice, a little fee-for-service practice that he had uh, renovated an old house in Matthews, North Carolina. And it was just a really good opportunity. And uh, my yeah. original partner, Grimes, who was really good about letting me, you know, spend his money on my crazy marketing ideas to get myself patients. <laughs> Uh, right. because I needed new patients, right? And he had had associates in the past. None of them ever worked out. Come to find out is because he didn't have enough new patient flow in his practice to support them, right? So yeah. I kind of took it upon myself to, to go find them, right? To bring them to me. And through that success translated to, you know, multiple practices that we built. And uh, since then, some of the companies that I've developed as a result. So. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you saw it from a, not just a, what, what you're really good at is helping people, right? Especially from an oral, oral care standpoint, but really just making your business profitable, making it work by getting those patients and then looking at your marketing saying, hey, we have to uh, convert these leads that are coming in, but then also retain these patients um, as a part of the practice growth. Um, so you have a book coming out, I think in what, 20, 2022 about dental marketing. Can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah. So what I've done over these years is spent a lot of time studying not only the marketing side of things. So I kind of look at the, the whole new patient cycle as a, as a coin. And there's really two sides to the yeah. coin to do it well. It's the lead generation side, which is all the things we need to do, uh, which I call the attraction stage of the cycle, right? To attract a, the enough quantity and quality of new patients to reach our goals, whatever those are. Um, and then we have the other side of the coin, which is what I call lost opportunity. Okay. And that's like the attendance. What do we do to answer more phone calls, schedule more patients, 
and make sure they show up for their appointments because if they don't right. come into the office, then it's a wasted expense right on the marketing side. Yeah. If we, in the attendance phase, if we don't get them to say yes to case acceptance, we, it's a wasted marketing expense if they don't come back. Uh, if we right. lose them out the back door due to attrition, it costs us more to replace them. So the book is really an in-depth dive into all of the things that I've studied in human behavior and marketing and trying to give doctors a roadmap in all these areas to maximize every step of the process. Because the better they can get at each stage, the better their right. return will be, right? The faster they're gonna be able to hit their new patient goals and thus hit their practice goals as a result. Right, right, and I love that. And when, when does this book come out? Well, hopefully we're slated for about March uh, is when we're, we're, it should be due. Um, and it's not just like my first book, which uh, is on Amazon. This is a full-on textbook <laughs> style. So it's gonna be pretty good. I've never had to write a textbook before. That was That was interesting. I can imagine. I can imagine. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying those things because a lot of times as I'm on the side of the marketing um, aspect of, of, of helping dentists get new patients, but then it's also if you, to your point, if you get those leads coming through the funnel through Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, whatever the strategy is, it, it's, you really have to look at, to your point, several different layers, especially from a profitability conversion standpoint, not just the leads coming in the funnel, but you know, can we convert these leads? Can we retain these leads? There's, there's a lot of, you know, other steps in the funnel to make sure that you're keeping people happy after you convert them. Um, so I appreciate you saying that and what you're doing uh, to just help, you know, these doctors be more profitable. When it comes to um, working with, you know, other dentists, like, how, like, are you also involved with just helping them from a, uh, or looking at their, their data and looking at their numbers, coaching them? Are you doing those type of things to, you know, outside of just writing books? to help, help uh, dentists be more profitable in their practice. Yeah, and that's kind of why I wrote the book. Uh, it was my main purpose. And I'll probably have video trainings that will follow each section to kind of go into more detail. Uh, obviously, I'm willing to, any dentist that reached out to me, they've known over the years, I'm always willing to help them give them advice and counsel uh, on what I see. But like most of the things I realize when I catch them at a certain stage, they've already dropped a lot of opportunity leading up to that. Right. And so I'm trying to yeah. retrain them to know we got to think about some of these other things first, because not only what we say in our ads matters, but the order in which we do things actually really matters. <laughs> so yeah. let's trace it back yeah. to the person and get it done right. Right. No, that's awesome. So and you mentioned seven pillars of marketing. Um, love, love that concept. And so talk about the attractions, attraction phase or stage where um, just help, 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 you know, the audience understand what that means um, as it relates to marketing. Yeah. So, you know, I like to try to make things simple. It's, I have to break complex things down and make it and simplify as much as I can, just so I can understand it. And what I found is when I do yeah. that for myself, and that's my own process, it tends to work out pretty well when I try to explain it that way to others. So to me, that's what marketing is from this. How do I attract enough quantity and quality of new patients? But the mistake I see most doctors making is, and I, they'll come up to me at courses where I'm teaching and whatnot and go, Hey Phelps, what's that one thing I can do to get me hundred new patients? You know, yeah. you know, and, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you know, there's this magic silver bullet, this magic bullet that, uh, that you want. And it's, you know, I've got to tell you exactly where to go, what to do, where to spend it on, what to say, and it'll be a no brainer. It'll work for you hundred percent of the time. And I'm like, so you're asking me to pick the medium for you. Like wh where's this magic place that I'm going to get all these new patients from the source, if you will. Well, right. the fact of the matter is that that's the last step in the process. That's the last pillar, not the first. So the first question I always right. ask them in our first pillar is who's your market? Like, 
who are you actually trying to get into the door, <laughs> right? Retirees, uh, <laughs> uh, men versus women, working people. Are you looking for a certain niche procedure like dental implants or hybrids or sleep or something like that? Uh, because how you answer, right. the, answer that question, who's your market, could totally and radically change where you're going to put your next phase, which is your messages, is the next pillar. Right. And so in this day and age, whenever we're so crazy and distracted and we all have a thousand things to do, you know, people out there, when they, they see advertisements, they hear them, they're reading them, they're just scanning them, okay? They're scanning yeah. them because they don't okay. have time to give them the detail they deserve. So if there's something that right. doesn't catch their attention right off the bat, okay, and grab their yep. focus, then you don't have a chance to influence them to call or come in. So your right. message to me, you're like, what are your headlines, okay, of the story? The thing that's going to grab their attention, go, oh, wait, what's this? Okay, let me stop what I'm doing and let me read more. From there, right. then it's all about your content is the third pillar. So now what's the meat of this thing going to be? And for me, content yeah. is about emotions and what can we generate in the advertisement using pictures and words and colors can actually generate emotions. And then what stage are yeah. they in the buying cycle, right? Are they somebody who's that's just- so important. Yeah. Do they even know they have a problem? Maybe that's what they're looking for. Okay. Versus maybe they already know they have a problem, but this type of person is just looking for the different options to that problem. Okay. They only heard one option at their first visit. Now they want to know if they have other options or maybe they're at the third phase, which is the best phase. They already know all the options. They're just looking for the best person to do it. The authority. Right. And so you might want to target your content to a different phase. Cause again, that first phase is nice getting somebody in who for an emergency, let's say, who doesn't realize they have a problem yet, okay, or is afraid to find out what the problem is, but it's like telling somebody they got cancer sometimes. <laughs> There's the shock value that's there when you actually find out what their real problem is. And it's hard to take somebody right. from that shock to let's close the treatment today, <laughs> right? Versus at least right. when, they're the, when they're in the phase of looking for options or they're looking for the expert, well, guess what? The shock's over. Now they're just now they're ready to hear what you have to say. Okay. So you can exactly. radically change exactly. who you attract by your content. Uh, your offer is the fourth cycle, or I mean the fourth pillar, okay? Different types of offers will dictate the quality of person that comes into your practice. Uh, you know, right. if I've got somebody that, versus a $99 special versus somebody who's coming in for a free car wash, but they're paying me in full for my exam cleaning x-rays, hey, those are two very different people. And one of those oh, yeah. people has a better chance to be in my practice for the long run and pay my full fees. Right. So I can, I can tell you which one I want to have. So we got to worry about the yeah. of our offer, right? Uh, we can yeah. add more influence, the science of influence. That's one of the things I'm trained in, such as like social proof. You know, when people, you start talking about a procedure that you want to do more of, or you're, let's say you're talking about Invisalign in your advertisement as a promotion. Right. Well, if patients don't see evidence that you've done Invisalign on other patients, then they're always thinking to themselves, am I the first? And I can tell you right now, nobody likes to be the first. So just putting the social proof information out there that, hey, to read 400 positive reviews from our Invisalign patients, check out our website, right? Or just putting yeah. a couple of testimonials on there from people who've gone through the procedure, showing before and after yeah. photo. Here's a couple of cases. Right. All yeah. of that stuff amplifies the response, right? And adds more certainty that, you know what, this doc, this isn't his first radio or her first radio. You know what? I am calling the right, right. place. Okay. And once you've added, gone through all of those five things, now we can figure out what strategically makes the most sense for the medium for, you know, is it direct mail? Is it online? Is it offline? Right. Is it grassroots? Is it internal marketing, et cetera. And last but not least, of course, our last pillar after that medium is tracking, right? Because we don't have data to back up what we're doing. 
And it's like, you know, throwing a dart at a dartboard, but we're blindfolded and the dartboard's behind us. <laughs> just <All right>. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Now that's, that's, I mean, you broke that down uh, uh, so eloquently and then also just being able to help the audience understand um, really what it takes. And I think a part of that too is really the A-B testing. Like you have to test because you, you may not always get it. You're not going to always get it right on the first, the first, you know, try at that. So it's really understanding all those pillars, um, really understanding your audience, like you mentioned, understanding their pain points and then coming up with a strategy. But then sometimes it's, it's testing um, to see, you know, what's going to convert better. And I think that's a lost art sometimes with, uh, you know, really catching um, the right patient that you want in that practice or in that business um, uh, through the testing efforts. Because then when you, can, when you test, you can look at two different data points to say, okay, this one worked better than the other. And then you can also test against the control, right? Where it's like, okay, here's where, here's where we know, um, you know, over time, this is what's worked. Now we're going to, you know, change that, uh, you know, that, or we're going to test against that control through these two different tests, A, B, A and B, for example. Um, so I think, you know, definitely you got to take those steps like you're talking about, but then also test and measure that data. Um, going back to the seven pillars, what, what like help help our audience understand how to capital, capitalize on attendance. So once you get through all, all you know, that first phase, like how, how do you capture um, the attendance aspect of that? Yeah, so the attendance is really three main areas, right? It's uh, missed calls, it's uh, poor conversions, and it's the no-show rate, right? And from my tracking data, we see that the average office doesn't answer a third of their new patient phone calls. And that's wow. for offices spending nothing in marketing a month to up to 2000 a month in marketing. For those wow. offices spending over 2000 a month in marketing, well, unfortunately, the missed call with new patients go, creeps up to about half sometimes. Okay. It's, yeah. you know, and now in this age of COVID, when we're down team members and everybody's struggling to find good people, the numbers just right. gotten worse, not better. Uh, yep. On the conversion side, even if we do answer, we only make an appointment around a third of the time. Okay. So about 34%. And that was what right. my problem was originally, you know, when uh, I started looking at why I was spending 36,000 a month in marketing to get 60 new patients for my efforts, 30 at one of my offices and 30 at a different office. And come to find right. out, we, we didn't answer the phone 254 times a month for new patient calls. And when my team oh, wow. did answer, yeah. And when they did answer, they only made an appointment 24% of the time. So I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> the problem's not on the marketing side, it's on my team side, right? So talk yeah. about, you know, a, a gut punch. And then on the no-show side, right. the nationwide average for no-shows is like 17% right now. We're at the, with the top 10% of offices only being at 7 to 8%, which is still terrible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it comes down to understanding why are we unable to answer more missed calls, okay, and doing some things to satisfy that. So for my example, well, I had two people at my front desk at each of my two offices, so when I found out I wasn't answering 254 new patient calls that I paid for every month, what do you think the first right. thing I did was to solve that problem? I hired two um, more people at each office, yep. Yep. <laughs> right? One for each more office. And right. I thought I could throw bodies at the problem, right? The data can now right. justifies the expense. So probably before that, right. I didn't think uh -huh. I needed another team member. But after that, I was like, holy right. crap, yes, I do. <laughs> and they need to be up there tomorrow. Right? Yeah. So there's simple little things you can do when you understand the pattern. Like why are you, A, you're missing them, number one. That's the harsh realization. But then going into why. Another thing my data showed was the majority of our calls were getting uh, going unanswered uh, during high demand times. When we first got to the office, 
during right. lunch, nobody was there. And when we were closed, well, guess right. what I did? So I made sure that during the mornings, nobody was doing any other task except being ready to answer the phone. And then yep. we staggered the team members lunches. So everybody, somebody was there to cover. Right. So again, when you know the, the, the data and why you're missing these things and it starts, the solutions aren't that hard. Right. Uh, but if, I always say you don't know what you don't know <laughs> about the data. Right. You know, on the conversion side, it's really about understanding the mindset of the person that's calling. So half the yeah. time I see we don't schedule an appointment because the patient's mindset's in the wrong place and the team doesn't really have the training and expertise to get them over that mindset. Okay. Yeah. The other half of the time we don't make an appointment, it's because of our team's mindset. And they're kind of prejudging this person and they think they know what they're saying or asking for, but they really right. don't understand this person. And they're, and they're not asking the right questions. And therefore they push them off. They go unscheduled when in fact that could have been a great patient who would have paid your full fees. Okay. Right. So it's really more about understanding both sides of that coin, you know, strategies to help overcome the patient mindset and how not to be biased <laughs> and overcome your own strategies. Uh, so you don't get in the way of making the appointment with the patient. You know, and, right, on right, the, right. and on the show rate stuff, it's just as simple as getting more commitments out of that person to show. When you get a yeah. real commitment out of somebody, the behavioral science studies show us that people tend to do what they say they're going to do. They fall through with it. The problem is right. we're not getting real commitments out of them on the telephone. And it's as simple as a, a voluntary commitment. So people got to have a choice, right? If they didn't have a, a, something to choose, A or B, then they didn't really commit to it. Okay. They right. were, they were told to do it. They were forced to do it. They felt coerced into it, which means right. they may or may not show up because of that. So instead of saying, you know, doctors think they're giving people choices when a patient says, I need an appointment. And the team member says, okay, how about uh, Wednesday at two? Nope. Can't do that. <laughs> All right. right. Well, how about Monday at four? Nope. Can't do that. Wednesday at eight. Okay. I guess I could do that. Right. right. And in that person's <laughs> mind, they're thinking, well, I gave them three options, but the reality is no, you didn't. You gave them, you told them one thing, they said no. You told them another yep. thing, they said no. You told them another thing, and they said no. Well, what you didn't realize is there's this principle called reciprocity that people actually hate to say no to you multiple times in the same moment. So if you yeah. keep asking for something after no, you're going to get a yes. At some point. Yeah. Okay? Right. But because they weren't committed to it, that's why they're not showing. Versus going morning or afternoon, pick. Afternoon, this week or next week, this week. Okay. Yep. Wednesdays or Thursdays, Wednesdays. Eight o'clock, right. 10 o'clock, eight o'clock. Great. Then I got you down for this Wednesday, at eight o'clock. So right. every choice they made, they made more and more and more of a commitment to show now. Okay. Automatically. Right. right. And these are just some of the simple so, things I talk about in the book, how I got my no show rate down from around that 17% rate to less than 1%. Okay. Less wow. Than 1%. Wow. So, so Dr. Phillips, I mean, just great insights and just the experience and knowledge from, you know, what you actually went through and how you solved those problems. But let's talk about just from a technicality standpoint, like, what do you like? I know you, because we know each other. I know you have softwares out there. Like, how are you using these softwares to now help other doctors really improve on their, you know, no show rates, um, their conversions, you know, with you know leads coming through the funnel? Um, the quality assurance of understanding the calls that are coming in and how your team can improve on converting those calls. So I'd love if you just share some of those things as well. Yeah, you know, I have a whole telephone training program that I offer dentists. It's, it's kind of like a self-study. It's a video training. Uh, it's the same training I've given my scheduling agents at Golden Goose Schedule, right? 
Um, right. And it's what I use to get my own team's conversions above 80% and our share rate uh, down to less than 3%. And it's what my Golden Goose schedule agents have done. And now they're over 90% with their conversions. So they've taken it to a whole other level. But ultimately, wow. it, it comes down to, you know, we, I can provide them the data. That, that's easy to do. But what, what I tried to do, and that's why I built the call center with Golden Goose Scheduling, is too many offices just didn't want to train the team, right? Or yeah. they're down team members, right? They need help or what have you. So what I tried to do was create the solution to the problem, which is really, right. in my true opinion, you know, we force team members to multitask at the front desk, Okay. Yeah. They're constantly having to shift their focus. They have to wear a thousand hats. And going right. back to Colby, one of those things I'm certified in, you know, the way people are instinctively built, right? It's kind of like, what kind of car are they? Are you an SUV? Are you a, so you can go off road? Are you a Ferrari that likes to drive on the highway? Again, right. you know, your, the type of car you are doesn't change. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> most of our team members that we attract at the front are built to not multitask. They're built to start a task finish that task, then move on to the next task, right? So when we force yeah. them to multitask and constantly shift, it's chaos up there and they don't do it as well and it's yeah. productive. So what I've been trying to teach doctors is we need to get more things off our front desk team members' plates, right? By outsourcing. So in my own office, yeah. I got rid of confirmation calls. I got rid of all the insurance verifications and AR follow-up and whatnot. There's people out there that can do that better than my own team, Okay. And that's why right. we, with the call center with Golden Goose, I, we took the telephone calls out with the new patient calls. So my team is there to focus on existing patient calls and to make sure that existing patients in the office have the best experience possible and the most important function, right? They leave with their next appointment <laughs> for treatment, right. hygiene, both, whatever that is. Okay. So yeah, wow. I mean, I, now I'm like, look, the solution's out there. Right. It, let's let's offload these things for our team and get them focusing on how they're built. Focus on the task at hand. Gotcha. So so your Golden Goose, um, you know, product really helps, you know, take some of the pressure off of trying to take all the calls and then also really helping convert some of those calls. I think even when you think, you know, when you think about COVID, right, where people are not working, uh, people are, are, are getting laid off um, or, you know, just not being able to find great talent. Um, you know, I think a lot of businesses are struggling with uh, just the overall, you know, if they're getting volume, having the right people up at the front, not multitasking like you're, you're talking about, but being able to just answer the phones. So I think what, what you're talking about is you have a solution to be able to take that load off their plate um, to just really help them be more profitable, help them, you know, see more patients, um, help them grow. Um, so is this is this exclusive in, in, in a certain area or can this occur everywhere across the U.S. Yeah, we work, yeah, we work with general dentists and specialty offices across the U.S. and Canada. Um, okay. So here's a, here's a quick example. So one of our clients comes to us, he's spending $5,000 a month in direct mail, okay? And he was ready to call up the direct mail company, pissed off because he was only seeing seven patients a month for 5000 and he's telling me it's not working, it's not working. And I'm like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> you just don't know what you don't know. I said, so right. my scheduling agents, because I knew what his team's conversion data was, by the way, too, and his missed call rate. So I said, so yeah. let, let my team at Golden Goose take over and let's just see what happens. So no other changes, right. mailing lists going out every month, 5,000. So the next month we got um, 32 patients, okay? Same wow. stuff. The third month, 61 patients. So we got him up to 61 <laughs> patients a month from that point on with the same spend. Wow. Now, how, do you think, how do you think that affected his ROI? 
right? Oh, man, it was huge. <laughs> that was huge for him. Huge. So that's what I mean. Everybody needs backup. Even if we're just backup to the team, it can ring a couple of times. And if the team is busy and distracted, then it, we answer and take over it, right? Or what I do right. recommend is the best way to do it is let our team take them all, new patient calls, not your existing ones, uh, and get that stress off their plate. So. Gotcha. And, and does this, are, are you able to do it after hours as well? Yeah, or yeah. We're covering uh, seven to seven uh, East Coast to West Coast. Awesome. Awesome. And so now let's talk about where, you know, we talk about attendance, um, the overall attraction stage, and then let's talk about the attrition stage. Um, so when you think about attrition, you know, it's really to your point and, and what I've read about, you know, your material as well is just a silent killer for, you know, marketing ROI and production overall. So like how, how do you help really coach on retaining, you know, patients as well? Yeah. Ret retention is an interesting thing. So there's a, a lot of reasons why we lost them, right? We dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, and so the idea is to identify as many of those and say, how many of these do we actually have control of, right? Could we have done something yeah. different? Uh, if it's right. because, you know, I'm a fee for service office and they just didn't bind our philosophy and want to pay. Well, that's one thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm not going to change my way of doing things and, and the type of patient I want to treat just because it doesn't work with a couple of people, right? But right. if there's certain things we can control, like I said, we want to create as many anchors to the practice as possible. So first and foremost, I want to make sure I got a good relationship with that patient and I've got some kind of connection to them. So I spend a lot right. of time and I teach this in my persuasion courses on how to make those connections. Uh, so they see that I like them and therefore they're going to like me. And if they like me, right. they're, they're less likely to disappear and go elsewhere. Uh, I want my team to make connections with them and anchors, anchor themselves to that relationship. So when they think of the right. office, it's not just the dentist, it's Sally that cleans my teeth or Jill at the front desk, who's awesome and amazing. Um, yeah. I want to create services that, that, that anchor them to my practice. That's why I love dental membership plans. So if they don't have dental yeah. insurance and I can offer them a, a program or a platform to give them the sense that they have insurance, well, guess what? And nobody else in my town's doing it. <laughs> Very few are. Where are they going to go? Yep. Right? Because I've got them more to me now as a result. Yep. So it's things like that, like trying to create as many of those anchors as possible uh, to, to keep them here and keep them happy over the long run. You know, we give back to our patients. You know, I'm a big believer in, in, give, in reciprocity and giving to them. So, you know, I do a patient appreciation party every year for them. Okay. So it's just a day. Oh, wow. All my existing patients, free food, uh, free uh, live music. Uh, we have like carnival style games and petting zoos and pony rides for the kids. And, and I just give away a bunch of crap, man, TVs and uh, laptop computers and just my little wow. way of saying, thank you for being my patient. But at the same time, right. also I leverage those events and I say, but if you know anybody looking for a good dentist, bring them with you. <laughs> right. Yep. And so we actually, get bunch, yeah, we actually get a bunch of new patients from people that they bring to our events, which is kind of cool. Um, but we, we get to them. Uh, we support our community. We do a day of free dental care every year, uh, either through dentistry from the heart or uh, Freedom Day, like for vets, vets and those kind of things. And there are two very great wow. programs to give back to those uh, in need in our community. But what my patients know is you by supporting us, by being our patient, you help us support this community. So you're doing right. your part to help this community as a result. So they take ownership right. of it in what we're doing because they had a hand in it, you know? So these are the things that anchor them to our practice and keep them from going elsewhere. Right. Right. Now, that's awesome. And I, and I can, 
I just, when I think about, you know, a lot of businesses here in Charlotte, I don't know of many doing what, what you just said. <laughs> like just really giving back to uh, the patients um, and really connecting them to your, to your why, which is you really want to help the community, right? Have good oral health care and protect their overall health, right? And so I think when you invest in your, your customers through um, obviously providing great service, but helping them see your why, to your point, they buy into that why and there's a belief and then they are, you're not selling them on, you know, preferring their neighbor or their family member. They want to, you know, get someone else uh, in your, you know, hemisphere of like dental uh, services to be able to, uh, you know, experience the same results. And so I think that's so important. It's a lost art, a lost of time, a lot of the times when it comes to, you know, just really taking care of the customer where they're not a number, but more so they come in and they know they're gonna get a great experience and they're, they're part of uh, the why that you're, you're invested in. Um, uh, Dr. Phil, let's talk about the last, kind of the last step or the last phase, which is apprehension. So talk about that as it relates to the, uh, the pillars of marketing. Yeah, so apprehension is all about the time we're in right now. What, what do we do in times of uncertainty? Maybe a uh, global uh, uncertainty like we have this, with this pandemic with COVID, uh, could be financial crisis, could be an economic crisis, who knows, right? Uh, but the idea is that right. people are unsure about their, their surroundings. Uh, maybe it's just a local uncertainty, something happening in your town, who knows? But it's the, this idea right. that there's apprehension present, keeping people from doing what they would normally want to do. And so what's interesting, right. you know, in the acceptance phase of treatment, we talk about case acceptance and how normally we have two styles of patients that come into our practice. We have proactive mindset patients and we have reactive mindset mm -hmm. patients. The proactive yep. mindset patients being the ones who uh, fill 80% of our chairs, right? That's who come in for their six-month cleanings because they don't want things to get worse. Yeah. Who do the right. fillings in the crowns because they don't want their teeth to get worse. Versus our reactive folks are the ones who don't do the treatment until it hurts, they're in pain, yeah. that becomes top of mind. And they do the, the right. root canals, they do the implants, they do the other bigger, the scaling root plans, they do the other bigger ticket things. And so what I try to teach most doctors is how to, how to get most of your patients into that proactive mindset category, because that once they're in that right mindset, they're automatically going to be more receptive to the treatment you're going to recommend. Okay. Yep. Versus uh, the reactive folks, we still have a strategy for them, but we're going to convert more who left to their own accord might be reactive in their past behavior, but you can actually influence them to change that, be more proactive in this moment. But what COVID's done yeah. in times of apprehension, which is crazy, is it totally has flipped the mindset. So pre-COVID, we saw the proactive folks, but we hardly saw the reactive ones until it was too late, right? until it was in pain. Well, yeah. when right. apprehension happens, it flips. So the majority of the person you start seeing is the reactive folks. Okay, yep. And that's when we opened up our doors. I remember that first day. We had all this money invested in PPE equipment and protocols, and we, we told the patients, look, we're going to text you. There's no chairs. Don't come sit in the waiting room. We're going to text you when it's time. We'll let you know when it's okay to come yeah. in. Like, we're trying to help them be as safe as possible. Had all this equipment right. outlined, how are you going to keep them protected? And we opened the doors, and we, we didn't think anybody would show up, so we had a little two-minute team meeting because we figured people would wait for us to text them. No, there were like six people in the waiting room all standing next to each other. Nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody cared. They're just looking for the chairs. Like, where are the chairs? Like, <laughs> we right. sat them down. Not one person ever asked us about any of the protective stuff we had done or precautions we had taken to keep them safe. Okay. They didn't wow. care. Okay. Because that yeah. was not 
so now this mindset shifts to somebody who was pre-active before COVID and a time of apprehension, yeah. I call them risk tolerant. Okay. That's who yeah. this is. The risk tolerant mindset now yeah. versus the other patient who was proactive before COVID is now the risk averse mindset. And that's our patients who used to come in all the time. And now they're not moving if they don't feel safe. Okay? Yep. <laughs> Those are the ones that were really scared about the getting COVID and were waiting before a vaccine was even on the horizons before they think about going anywhere else. Okay. So right. this paradigm sh shift changes. So the reactive folks are great because they're super motivated to get in. They're writing big checks. We all did well the last couple of months of 2020 because of that and have been riding yeah. that momentum. But the problem is doctors haven't been communicating the right messages to their risk averse crowd to get them back in sooner. So a lot of doctors right. are seeing this gap in treatment that's happening now. When you run out of the risk tolerant folks and you haven't got the risk averse folks to make them feel secure enough to come back in yet. So doctors now yeah. are asking this question. I get it almost daily. They're like, and I see it on social media. They're like, is anybody else having a cancellation problem? Anybody else having this no-show problem? Used to. Yeah. We didn't have to confirm people. They just were just showing up. Now the reactive right. folks are going back to their old behavior. No showing, canceling. This I got time. I don't have to do it right now anymore. Okay. But our right. risk averse folks haven't come back in. So now there's this gap in treatment. So that's what the wow. answer, as you said, is really you got to combat the two from the get-go. So you got to continually marketing and up your external marketing with the right messages to attract more of those risk tolerant folks. Because even though you may have run out of them, right. in their they're still out there looking to get in somewhere. Okay. And they're oh, hearing yeah. they can't get yeah. in everywhere. So they're still looking at the same time, while you're externally marketing to get more of those folks in to buy yourself time, you're also internally marketing to your risk averse crowd. And it's the messages right. that you here's why we have virus free air every five minutes. Because I got freaking yep. every medical grade HIPAA filter on the market. <laughs> here's how we're safe. Here's how we're deep. We're cold fogging. Here we're we're doing this. We're doing that. There's never been a COVID outbreak in a dental office. Viruses aren't new to us. We've gone through them before. The avian flu, right. the bird, swine flu, the bird flu, right? All those things. So you know you're communicating right. with them. You want to show those people who aren't coming in that you're so busy right now. Social proof. Going back to one of Child Dignity's principles, that you're not. You couldn't yeah. even get in. You could not even get them in now if you had to. You're just reaching right. out to them to let you know that you're so busy, you're trying to schedule in for next month or next month, or you may not be able to get them in this year at all. Right. 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 So those are the kind of messages, social proof and scarcity that can influence those risk averse folks to come back in sooner and close that gap. So there won't be a gap in treatment. Right. Now that's awesome. And I guess the last question for you would be back to COVID. Is, is there like one shift you would say that needs to happen for you know, general dentist or even, you know, any, any type of business, dental specifically, uh, where they need to retrain their mindset on profitability going into 2022. Outside of all the things that you just mentioned, which are, are all great and, and there's, a, there's a lot of action steps from here, but is there, is there one thing you're like, I really learned from 2021 that I need to make sure I'm doing more of in 2022? Yeah, I think the big movement, what I'm trying to teach my coaching clients right now is that convenience is everything, okay? Look at all the different companies that are blowing up because they've made things more convenient. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, prior to COVID, there was already this movement, like the average everyday person, for the most part, values time, or I'm sorry, values money over time. Right. Okay? So if they'll save money, they'll put more time into it. 
Whereas probably before COVID, the average entrepreneur or business owner probably values time over money. If I can save more time, then I'll spend more money, right? Right. But now we're at this age where we're so distracted because of social media. We have so many things on our to-do list that the average person now is to the point where they feel they don't have time. Now they're in that mindset, time is valued over money. Right. What sells in those times? Convenience. This is why, like this morning, I just paid, got DoorDash to bring me freaking Chick-fil-A chicken minis for 20 bucks. And I, and I could have <laughs> driven 15 minutes up the damn street and back and done it myself. But I'm like, yeah, but that's 30 minutes. Right. I was doing a whole bunch of other things during that time. And it just showed up, right? right. right. So right. Uber, right? Instacart. I mean, you can name all these companies where convenience is key. So my advice yeah. would be go back and look at every touch point in your patient's process from the time they go to schedule to the time they walk into your yeah. door, the time they sit in your chair, the time it comes for treatment to be done, and ask yourself, how can I make it more convenient for the patient at mm. every step? For instance, wow. you know, if you're sending them to the front desk to pay, why? When you could do it at the chair. Right. Right? There's no reason to go to the front desk anymore. There's no reason right. to have a reception room anymore. Let's put a chair in there. Right? You know, so yep. just go back and think rethink things COVID has been our great reset where it's it's forced us to go back and look at how we've done things and say does that still make sense anymore because if right. it's not convenient i can tell you that's going to hurt your growth oh yeah oh yeah wow that's so that's so powerful um i appreciate you sharing that and um you know this this was one of the one of my favorites just because we tie into you know the marketing aspect to the overall business operations uh, you know relating it to the current environment um all the way down to you know just helping dental practices and, and businesses uh, understand their why and how to connect that to their, their patients. Um, and then, you know, really impact the communities that they're working in. So I appreciate you sharing those things. Dr. Phelps, if anyone wants to connect with you, whether it's a, it's a new uh, aspiring dentist or, or experienced dentist or someone in the dental space as an entrepreneur, like what's the, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah. You know, I, unfortunately I've got so many companies and so many websites that probably <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm making one website, like one ring to rule them all right now, but it's not done yet. But uh, eventually that will be thephelpsinstitute.com. But for now, just email me uh, at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at drphelpshelps.com. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Chris at drphelpshelps.com. Awesome. awesome. And we'll include that information um, in this podcast episode the description. And so thank you guys for listening to Dr. Phelps and his wisdom. And then we'll see you next time.